Chapter 5 of Soul Food. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Soul Food by George Douglas Watson. Chapter 5 Lukewarmness. The very thought of lukewarmness implies that the soul has previously been in a good, hot state of grace. Persons who have never known a good degree of fervor, either in a justified or sanctified state, will never have the malady of lukewarmness. It is like pestilential insects, which attack thrifty living vegetables and not dry dead sticks. We never think of a dry rainless desert as suffering from a drought. The very thought of suffering from drought implies that the ground has previously been well watered. It often happens that those who have been the most richly blessed with divine grace and who have been lifted into fervent love will imperceptibly decline into lukewarmness. Very few Christians on earth entirely escape this miserable tepidity altogether. One of the worst features about lukewarmness is that it steals on the soul in such quiet, respectable ways. If the horrible thing had horns and hoofs, and a smack of criminality in it, it would alarm the soul. But as a rule, lukewarmness of spirit is so decent and well-behaved that it chloroforms its victim and kills him without a scream of terror. This is what makes it so awfully fatal. While open sin slays its hundreds, nice, respectable lukewarmness slays its tens of thousands. Could we get a vision of a soul that has been all aglow with sanctifying grace as it was beginning to get lukewarm, we would see a heart seemingly spotless and empty, with the heavenly dove and the good angels just on the outside, but with their faces turned away from it, as if about to leave, and on the other hand we would see unclean beasts and birds on the outside of the heart, but with their faces turned toward it, as if about to enter. We would see the eyes half-closed, as if about taking a nap, and a dull, expressionless mouth, reminding us of a winter fireplace where the fire burns low. Oh, could the soul but see the awfulness of such a condition! Lukewarmness is indicated by a negligence in acts of piety, and a carelessness in fixed habits of devotion, such as daily reading God's Word, regular seasons of prayer, constant guarding of our conversation, seasons of fasting, and habits of divine and heavenly meditation. There is not only a carelessness in the performing of these acts, but a dullness of the spirit, a slovenness of mind, in the doing of them, as nearly all tight-rope walkers and lion-tamers sooner or later get killed in their foolish game by a little carelessness so many Christians fall from elevated grace and are devoured by lions through a thoughtless and careless spirit in Christian duty. Another symptom of lukewarmness is a trusting of the magic of former grace. The soul has experienced by an instantaneous regeneration or an instantaneous sanctification such floods of light and love as seem to sweep it out on an irresistible tide, and everything religious seems so easy that everything works like a charm. But this very flood-tide of holy ease becomes a snare to the soul. It leans upon these instantaneous blessings to work by a sort of magic, and to take the place of patient, thoughtful perseverance. 
there are hundreds who are lazily expecting the mere blessing of sanctification to take them through and do not perceive that the chilling frost is settling down in the edges of their souls it is as if a captain of a fine ship after getting her out to sea with the sails all set and fairly in the wind should lash the helm and tell the crew they might take a holiday expecting the wind and the ship the chart and the compass to do the balance there are more souls doing this thing than we dream of another element in lukewarmness is a sort of indefinite contentment with the present level of the spiritual life there is a quiet unexpressed decision of the mind that the soul is getting on very well and that it will settle down into its present thought and feelings most christians have quietly decided to live the remainder of their days just about like they are now doing they expect no great further epochs in their experience a great many holiness people are so afraid of what resembles a third blessing that they expect no great widening deluges of the spirit but nestle down in the thought that if they can only keep a clean heart they will never bother themselves about the ocean depths of boundless melting fiery love such souls are already on the decline and do not know it their spiritual life resembles a quiet lazy drowsy summer sunday afternoon they feel the saturday night's work has been well done up the sabbath morn religion has been nicely attended to and they can't bear the thought of the duties of monday morning and so spend the time napping even holiness preachers settle down into this sunday afternoon condition with just enough spiritual fervor to brush the summer flies away it is amazing how few christians are seriously determined to get beyond their present experience and of course they do not get beyond and this lukewarmness manifests itself by a disposition to criticize as heretics those who do push beyond the legalist suspicions the man as being erratic who knows his sins are forgiven the merely converted man looks upon the fully sanctified with a good deal of suspicion and even many who are sanctified regard any greater enlargements in the holy ghost life as bordering on heresy and so it goes on will there ever be any end to the narrowness and the littleness of our minds and faith another element in lukewarmness is the secret fact in the mind that the soul has done so much for god has fought so many battles endured so many afflictions had so many uplifts in grace that it can put itself on the retired list of the army and draw full pay this is a very subtle disposition and the soul hardly dares to whisper it to itself for the conscience feels that its meanness is like the gunpowder plot which must not be breathed and yet where is the saint who has known much of god into whose mind this low sneaking thought has not crept god only knows how many of his children once hot with holy love are living like broken-down aristocracy on the faded splendors of the past their experiences resemble faded photographs or the withered flowers that were used at last week's funeral another feature in lukewarmness is the hidden compliment which the soul takes to itself that glowing fervor is only a juvenile thing which it has outgrown and that it is now serving god on principle 
all states of toning down in spiritual life are accompanied by some sort of self-complacency when the soul begins to think less of god and of the precious blood and of the holy ghost it begins to think more of itself this thought of serving god on cold principle indicates a sad state it may not be ruinous to one's life but it is ruinous to deep spirituality one of the worst things about it is its respectability it keeps in the beaten path of decent religion no one can lay any charge against it it can pass in and out around any circle of christians it does nothing to call down severe rebukes it is an old sober well-behaved thing keeping on good terms with everybody and everything in general if only something terrific would happen to it if it could be hurled to the dust in humiliation and mortification if it could only be set weeping and wailing it would be an infinite advantage to it but such a miserable state of soul is so pleasing to the devil that he will not even tempt it to commit any great sin lest it should be shocked into renewed repentance and fervor of grace the devil likes to bury a hot religious experience in a smooth shroud of cold virtue there is one more symptom of lukewarmness and that is a dull sense of inward breaking with god the heart feels that something is not just right the orthodoxy is all right the outward life may be correct the verbal testimony still kept up and all christian duties in a general way looked after but the animating spirit is weakened there is no conscious touch from god no sense of fullness dilating the heart no sweet vision of god's attributes no bright far-away fields open to it in secret prayer no lowly feeling of kissing the saviour's feet no rapt adoration of his majesty no sweet hymns vibrating in the mind during the sleep no melting yearning love for the saving of souls no spells of divine laughter rippling through the mind no bullet-like piercing of the words of the scripture no whispering of the holy ghost as of old no conscious grasp on the throne through prayer the flash has left the eye the smile from the lip the divine throb from the heart the promptness has left the will the gentleness has left the voice the third heavens with its retinue have gone off somewhere some unpleasant undefinable unexplorable something has settled on the inner spirit it has ceased to feel toward jesus as a real lover it is getting offensive to the holy spirit and unless something can be done to rekindle its fading fires it will nauseate the infinite heart and christ will spew it out of his mouth this is an awful metaphor and indicates the awfulness of lukewarmness end of chapter five